Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Pioneering Perspectives podcast with Pioneers 21. I'm Michelle Kirsten Tubbs, and I'm your host for today's episode. In case y'all didn't know, Pioneers 21 is one of the first incubators in the El Paso County region. Our mission is to inspire and incubate entrepreneurs and businesses through mentorship, training, and connection. Our three pillars consist of creating a robust business incubator, offering our venture mentorship service, which is licensed by MIT VMS, and building innovation through civic engagement. Today's episode is about our small business roundtable that focused on the construction industry. It was held on July 26 at Craft Rhythm and Brews Brewery, which is by the downtown area. I am here with our amazing executive director, Laura Butler, and our wonderful program coordinator, Marisol Chavez. Marisol, would you like to read our panelists' bios so the listeners can get to know them a little better? Of course. Our first panelist was Ana Espinosa. She's the president of Access Communications Group. She proudly graduated from Universidad Autónoma de Chihuahua with a computer engineering degree. She has experience in management, operations, procurement, and customer service, and 16 years of experience in the manufacturing industry. And for the last nine years and counting, she has been a small business owner. Our second panelist was Frank Spencer III, the president of Aztec Contractors. Frank's journey to grow his business is attributed to his leadership and vision to the core values learned at New Mexico Military Institute, his supportive family upbringing, and his commitment to creating a team environment. His goal is to create a game worth playing that focuses on exceeding customer expectations and providing a strategic footprint in federal, state, city, local, and private agencies. Our third and final panelist was Jorge Ojeda, the founder and owner of Hawk Construction. He received his Bachelor of Science degree in civil engineering from UT Austin. And prior to founding Hawk Construction, Jorge worked at the Texas Department of Transportation for 11 years as a highway project designer, inspector, and construction project manager. So I just want to talk a little bit about who the moderators were for our construction industry. So if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about that, Laura. Hey, yeah, for sure. So yesterday I had the honor of being a panel moderator for our industry roundtable, and I was able to have a great discussion around government contracting as well as robust and strong proposal for whenever you're getting ready to submit a proposal for a government contract. So our panel was able to discuss what they've done. And, you know, what I really loved about that discussion is that they not only talked about what it takes uh, whenever wh what happened whenever they won a proposal, but then also the pitfalls that they had in between, like whenever they lost a proposal and why. And then whenever they won their first bid as well and how small that bid was and they accepted like their first proposal and the first win that they had. And then they just didn't realize that what they were getting into at first. And then from there, they gained experience with government contracting and then started winning even bigger bids after that. So I thought that was pretty cool for them to talk about because it, they were talking to a group of entrepreneurs that are interested in getting into that industry or perhaps 
perhaps are going through that same process and of starting a business or early stage of going through that process, we feel like this part of government contracting and I'm never going to get one, but we have to realize that it is a process. It takes a while and we just have to be patient and keep going for it, right? Never give up. But I really like that part and open with sharing. And I actually got some feedback from Frank Spencer this morning. You know, he told me that there was several people from the audience that came up to him and actually thanked him for the discussion and that people felt like he was talking to them, right? And that people told him things like, I really needed to hear that. And he felt like, okay, great. Because when you're a panelist, you hope that people are actually listening and you don't really know if you're saying the right things. But as long as you're able to reach some people and people are paying attention, then you're like, okay, yes. You know, they, (laughs) someone was listening and somebody was taking notes. And as long as we're able to reach one person out there and help one person, then we did our job. So I, I think that as a moderator and as a panelist, both, it feels good when people stay throughout the entire hour that we're there. And I think uh, that was successful for me, right? Something else that was great that I thought that both Jorge from Hawk Construction, Jorge Ojeda and Frank talked about was they both said, you have to know the why, right? Why you're doing that. And, you know, when I was moderating, you know, I asked them to talk about that a little bit more and also talk more about the team and the people that they surround themselves with. I don't know if you remember that I stopped and I said, can you all talk a little bit more about that? Because here at, you know, at P21, people come and talk to us all the time and they say, I need access to capital. I need venture capital. I need money for my business or to scale my business. And what is so important is what Jorge and and Frank said. They said, you need to surround yourself with a great team because that team is who's going to help you not just start your business, but also you need to surround yourself with a team that is going to help you scale your business and take you to the next level. And that is what a venture capitalist, that is what a lender, a bank, that is what people look for whenever they are going to give you money, right? They need to be able to trust that you're going to use that money wisely and they're not going to just invest in the product that you're making or in your business, but they're investing that money in you and your people. So, I mean, I thought that advice was like, slam dunk mic drop (laughs) thank you that's really insightful and I did take away that last note I put it as one of my quotes on my notes and I think that's something that I'm going to start looking into because it is important to surround yourself with like-minded people and surround yourself with those individuals because that's really what's going to take you forward no for sure and You know, to me, it's just so important, right, again, as a moderator, that when you are moderating a panel, you help. Yes, we have a list of questions, but you also have to allow the panel to have a discussion amongst themselves because that is what makes the event more robust. Allow them to have that discussion because then other ideas come out of that and also 
allow enough time for audience questions, right? Because there could be someone in the audience that has the same question that other people in the audience may want to ask. So it's very important to keep track of time as well when you're a moderator. Um, and, and the other thing is if you're the moderator, you don't want to take the spotlight away from the panelists. So ensure that you continue to highlight the panelists and remind them of important topics that you wanted to highlight in your event. And then most importantly, you always want to make sure that you give a recap of of what you wanted your audience to take away and ensure that that audience has those takeaways. Whenever you have an event and you're a moderator or you're a host, you have to have a call to action. If you are starting a business, uh, number one is to know your why. Number two is to know your market. Number three was to surround yourself with that winning team. Number four is to go out and find all of the resources possible. Study the type of business that you're getting into to ensure that um, you don't have to be an expert, right? That's why you surround yourself with those knowledgeable people, but know the resources that are available so you can have those winning contracts and have the best, most robust winning bids out there, right? Where the ecosystem that is going to help you as a startup continue to ensure that you launch that business and grow. Laura, those were great points. Thank you. Thank you. Marisol, did you have any highlights for the event? I do actually. Towards the end of the event, the panelists made a very important point that I would really like people to take away, which was for people to attend every seminar, every workshop, every industry session available, because They were the people who were always at these events. And that is something that can be applied to anything. Uh, There was a quote that I believe Jorge Ojeda was the one who said it, which was, when you're starting, you want people to recognize you as a person who is always there. So when you start attending all of the workshops available, all of the seminars, people are going to get to know you just because you're there. And that makes a great first impression and is something that is going to help you as a small business owner who is just starting. But I also think one of the highlights for the event was the research that you did, Michelle. So why don't you talk about that? Yes, thank you. The research that I conducted was for the construction industry. So I created a one pager that provided locations and websites necessary to obtain licenses and permits, as well as recommended methods to maintain cash flow from two of Pioneer 21's VMS qualified mentors. As I do want to commend entrepreneurs for starting their business in construction, I also want to highlight the importance of being sustainable during construction. So as of August 2022, the buildings and construction sectors total emissions account for 34% of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, primarily carbon dioxide, which is 79% of greenhouse gas emissions. The clean energy innovation in the sector is underfunded, leading to the sector underperforming in emission reductions. We are not on track with the Federal Sustainability Plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 52% by 2030. This is why we must act now. I ended up coming up with recommended strategies to lower carbon dioxide emissions. 
this being regarding sustainable materials, waste management, transportation. So as using the three R's, which is reduce, reuse and recycle, uh, researching materials with low carbon footprint as, for instance, low carbon cement, which is actually less energy intensive to produce or with transportation during material procurement. It's important to source materials locally to reduce the distance traveled or condensing deliveries from same suppliers to reduce the numbers of journeys. So that's a little bit on the research that I conducted for the construction industry. We are having one final event for the industry sessions coming up in August, and we'll be sure to bring new speakers for you guys and great research provided as well. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, whether that be LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or subscribing to our MailChimp to be notified whenever we are going to have that industry session coming up. We have come to an end of an episode and we are Pioneers 21. And as a team, we inspire and incubate entrepreneurs and businesses through mentorship, training and connection. This is the Pioneering Perspectives podcast. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day.